the Vernon Maxwell, uh, if I knew you had internet in Utah, I wouldn't have tweeted those things as an all-time good it trash is. talk. No, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become Vernon. <laughs> That's right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 12 of Burners and Basketball. I am here with my co-host, Sixers Adam. Before we get started with today's topics and whatnot, let's remind you guys of the basics. Uh, if you have any hot takes, don't forget to hashtag them on Twitter, hashtag BurnerTake. Follow us on Twitter, Burners and B-Ball. Rate the podcast, comment on the podcast. <laughs> subscribe to the podcast tell us how you feel unless it's mean then don't we'd rather not know email us any opinions or thoughts or stories you think we would like at burnersandbasketball at gmail.com all right let's dive into it adam how are we doing today doing good how are you i'm good i moved to la tomorrow well Today, Today, for people listening. For people listening. We're recording on a Sunday. But yes, I moved to LA tomorrow, the great city of the Los Angeles Clippers. Huh. <laughs> I do. Okay. That's going to... I'm kidding. You. We all know I'm kidding. The Clippers are playing right now. So we're recording this before that game. But we finished up every other game that's happened. So this has been a crazy week. I mean, we've seen a lot of really upsetting and disturbing instances happen throughout the NBA, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, we try to stick to the fun stuff, but it's probably worth discussing, you know, all the fan situations going on in the league right now, from Russell Westbrook getting popcorn thrown on him to someone spitting on Trey Young. John Morant's family was the victim of racism in Utah. And now, just like 20 minutes ago, a fan threw a water bottle at Kyrie. It almost hit him in the head. Are you serious? I actually yeah. missed that. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, like, just happened. Yeah, they just arrested the guy like 10 minutes ago. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he was, like, talking about how he was worried about Boston. Yep. And they proved him right. Holy shit. It's, it's just, like, it's so hard because people just see these players complain and say, I mean, complaining is not even, like, the right word. I mean, Kyrie stated very valid fears yeah. before he went to Boston that he is worried about racism there because it's it's what he's dealt with. It's what he's faced there. And people instantly want to say, like, virtually shut up and dribble. You know what I mean? Um, like, we're in the playoffs. Why are you trying to demonize the Celtics fan base? And then there you're undermining the clear issue that is occurring and yeah. Right. It's, it's yeah. Sad. It's it's just frustrating because it's so easy. It, at least it should be so easy to just be a normal NBA fan who boos the opposing team's best players, especially if the guy left your team and there is no like there's no racism involved. There's no throwing things at anybody like there can be like almost respectful boos where you're just rooting for the player's team to lose not like actually wishing harm upon him or actually trying to inflict harm upon them. Yeah, I mean, like, in the 70s, 80s, whatever, like, this was a thing. And the fact that it's still happening is just a really sad reflection of the state yeah. of <laughs> this country. Um, I don't know. It's just, it, it breaks my heart. I made a tweet about this. But seeing, like, Donovan Mitchell and other stars have to come forward and and apologize for the actions of their fans is just, 
something yeah. that clearly like no one wants to have to do and it sucks, you know? Right. Yeah. It's, it's a really difficult situation. And like, of course, we're not the two best people to talk about it, uh, in depth. Uh, obviously though, it's like, you know, to anybody with a conscience, this stuff should be horrifying, uh, mm-hmm. whether it's any of these incidents, uh, or it's Kyrie, which is obviously the most high profile one. Um, you would think after be, there being such a long time of fans not being allowed to go, it, go to NBA games that they would know how to act once they get back. Yeah. Oh, it's, you, you know, think. like we see now that it's like a real privilege to be able to go to one of these games mm-hmm. and for somebody to get, you know, a ticket at the, like on the lower level or by the tunnel or courtside or wherever and use it for abuse I mean, obviously, there's no place for it. It's very disappointing. Yeah, I mean, and then you have Jaw's family saying that he doesn't think their Jaw said he doesn't think his family is going to come to the next games in Utah. And like, I've met Jaw's dad. He's like the most fun-loving. It's hard, you know, to rattle him, but like, if he hears someone like saying these awful things to him and his family. And it takes him away from getting to watch his son, who he's his number one supporter, virtually his coach. It sucks. Uh, And I don't think there's much more to say about it than it sucks. Yeah. Uh, If you want to boo the guy on the other team, totally fine with me. If you want to get like some sort of lighthearted heckling, that's fine. But obviously, you know, some lines have been crossed recently that just absolutely should not be crossed. These guys, like, I get that they're so like, you know, incredible athletically that we almost can't even compare ourselves to them, but they are people the same way all of us are. And it's just, you know, it's just disgusting when uh, that, you know, their humanity is not respected because they Mm -hmm. happen to be really tall and good at sports. Right. Like how are you going to cheer for your team and then treat the opponents like they're not people? Like, right. And right. And you mentioned, yeah, you mentioned mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell, who has multiple times expressed frustration with Utah fans. And it's like, you know, even when you're doing that to the opposing team, it shows your own guys that you don't really care about the humans at all. It's just the name on the front of the jersey. Yeah. So speaking of Donovan Mitchell, <laughs> um, Grizzlies Jazz. So I got into some trouble on Twitter this week for Classic. <laughs> yeah, it's just another week. I mean. Nothing new. But for this time, it was from Jazz Twitter, which if you're going to get in trouble by a fan base, I think Jazz Twitter is maybe the best one. No, but for real, I mean, you know, you make jokes about Jazz fans, but I'm sure a lot of them are good people who happen to sadly be from Utah. Um, (laughs) They love Mike Conley. Okay, Vernon Maxwell. (laughs) Literally, like I'm becoming him. I see it happening. I look in the mirror and I see it happening. And I the Vernon, yeah, the Vernon Maxwell. Uh, if I knew you had internet in Utah, I wouldn't have tweeted those things as an all-time good it trash is. talk. No, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become Vernon. <laughs> That's right. That's me in this series. But yeah, so I'm talking some shit about Rudy Gobert. I think that he is a dirty player. I also think he's a whiner. Uh, dirty player is the wrong word. I think he flops a lot. I think he moves his body in sus ways. <laughs> so that I love go. I love playoff Molly just going off on Rudy Gobert. No, and like, I mean, 
And when I say there's a reason people don't respect him, I think people are like, oh, look, Molly, he donated to this charity. Like, I've gotten tagged. And y'all, like, I'm sure he's a great person. Despite yeah. starting COVID, I'm sure he's a great person. Yeah, Rudy Gobert, who was solely responsible for the COVID-19 no. pandemic. Whenever I say something about Rudy, I would never disrespect a player as a person unless they are an abuser. Right. Or in that category. Yeah, I mean, I... Or Myers Leonard. Yeah, or racist or anti-Semitic, of course, or anything hateful. Yeah. But I will never disrespect a player. When I say people don't respect him, I mean people don't respect his game. A lot of people don't respect James Harden's game. Um, that's just the reality. That's how it is with Rudy Gobert. And I had one jazz fan, shout out to this fan, who was like, yeah, he's so annoying, but he's great. So we just have to pretend like it's right. not. And I was like, respect. But other jazz fans were like, y'all have Dylan Brooks. So, Adam, <laughs> do you think that's a valid, do you think me, let's hear an unbiased perspective. Do you think that Dylan Brooks equates to Rudy Gobert on an f- annoying level? Not in an annoying, like they're great defensively level, because they're both great defensively and that's not why they're annoying, but on the other levels. It's an interesting question. I think Gobert, Gobert particularly has always annoyed me. And it has nothing to do, like you said, with him as a player. He is He's an incredible player, uh, what he does on the defensive end. Gobert, the Gobert thing is interesting because like, it's hard to deny how good he is, especially defensively. But it seems like nobody has ever like fully embraced him as that you know star-level player. And people just don't take him seriously for whatever reason. Maybe it's because of all the silliness that happened last year with the pandemic. Maybe it's because of the time where he was crying after he didn't make the All-Star game. Like, who knows if there's one specific thing. Um, But Gobert, you know, like you said, he does like flop a lot and he does have parts of his game that are not fun to watch. Uh, And, you know, a lot of people just think he's kind of lame and I'm not going to really argue that. Yeah, so Dylan Brooks, um, people... I think a big thing, Jazz fans, there's like two clips of him, like somehow physically getting in contact with Mike Conley, like not in game, just random. Like in one of them, he like rubs his head against him. You could call it a headbutt, but, and in neither of them does, first of all, and like, I don't know the situation. So I'm not, I'm just saying from my perspective, like they were teammates. Everyone loves Mike Conley. Mike Conley loves everyone. And Mike didn't like respond to any of it. Don't you kind of feel like there could be a level of like, we're homies. I'm going to be a little bit tough to you like right now. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's some tough love for Mike. Exactly. And I I see it that way. So I don't. And like, oh, my God. Also, another thing is people pulling up this damn flop of Dylan Brooks when he played at Oregon. You guys. Like it's a long time ago. If somebody's commenting on my driving skills, I hope they don't pull up a video of me when I first got my license. Like, um, I, That's a reasonable comparison. <laughs> shout out Olivia Rodrigo. Um, yes, agreed. Okay, good. Glad we're on that page. But yeah, it's like, come on. Are we really doing that? Uh, so Dylan Brooks said, Rudy Gobert is setting a moving screen every time. And philosopher Anthony Morrison responded. Nice. <laughs> My father. I just, it's the first thing that pops up. Sticks his hip out after the guard moves past, creating a little extra space each time. Happened with Mitchell, causing Dylan six foul in the late three attempt. So, yeah, it's, I mean, you know. I love your dad breaking down the tape. He did. He did. He did so I didn't have to. And I appreciate that. 
Yeah. Because uh, he watched the game again and I just simply could not. So. Yeah, that was that was a fun game for someone who doesn't have a rooting interest, but as someone who does, I can imagine that that was a stressful experience. It was stressful, but at the same time, like they're better than us, right? Like clearly. Yeah. Very yeah. clearly. Um There's a reason it's the 1 seed against the 8 seed. Exactly. They're a better team than us and I'm not I'm not saying Gobert being annoying is the reason for us losing games at all. He just is. Right. <laughs> Like Rudy Gobert is an amazing player who also happens to be annoying. Correct. Um, okay. I could go on like a whole spiel about like experiences I've had with disses that are dumb. So I'll just mention one of them before we move on to the rest of the playoff games. This is, this is our podcast. Now we talk about the Grizzlies for a while <laughs> and then we just like, are like, okay, this happened, this happened, no. In okay. a couple of weeks, it'll be my turn and we'll just we'll just talk about the Sixers in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yes, exactly. So so I posted this TikTok that accidentally went viral. I'm not kidding. Like I didn't put Here any hashtags. Here goes Molly again, accidentally going viral. <laughs> no, I no didn't put any hashtags. I didn't want people to see it. And I was making fun of Draymond Green, okay? And all the comments are like, how many rings do the Grizzlies have? How stupid I just, is that argument? I just, I just don't like. Who cares? Like, I don't, right. I don't know if this is like a thing that, like, I don't, like, I don't know if this is me not having enough energy, but like, I can't imagine having the energy to be like, I'm so mad that this person yes. said something negative about Period. a basketball player. Period. If, if like, like, who cares? Ja it's missed, all funny. If John ja missed like a game winner and someone made a joke about it. I would not care. I would I not be offended. I literally text you jokes about Andre Iguodala like all the time. Yeah, but that's different because like we don't like Andre Iguodala. <laughs> I like Andre Iguodala. Yeah. See, another. But, yeah, I just, where... I just don't, I just don't like. It. And this is something that Joel Embiid has caused a lot of because he is one to trash talk uh, and do so successfully. And everybody's yes. like, "Oh man, I hate Embiid. He's so cocky." And it's like, well, he's just like having fun, and you can just like have fun with him. Like, there's no reason to, like, if a play, like, even if it's a player that you really like, like, there are always jokes to yes, be made. Yes, exactly. Stop taking it so seriously. And then when I am like, guys, stop taking it so seriously, it's like, well, clearly you're offended. It's like, no, you're just annoying. Yeah. Anyways, that's my TED talk. But with the rings thing, it's like, what is that? Like, okay, my franchise has never won a ring. What does that have to do with the game that happened yesterday? You know? Right. It's yeah. so dumb. Like why the rings thing is always annoying. It's so annoying. And it's like so many people just think it's like the the mic drop moment. And I just I don't see it that way. Yeah. Other series is happening because unfortunately we have to talk about teams that aren't the Grizzlies. Okay, let's start with your team. Kind of boring. Hmm. I mean, what can you say, Adam, about that series? <laughs> the Sixers are really good at basketball. Yes. Um they're up three oh. They've pretty much dominated all three games against the Wizards going for a sweep tomorrow. I'd imagine they'll get it. Uh, and then they're going to have the Hawks. It looks like who are up three to one on the Knicks. Okay. Uh, and yeah. then the Hawks are definitely beatable. And then if you beat them all of a sudden you're in the conference finals, uh, getting the one seed was really huge for them because, you know, Miami or Milwaukee rather had to play Miami and now has, is going to have to play Brooklyn. Brooklyn had to play Boston and then it's going to have to play Milwaukee and the Sixers are just going to kind of cruise to the conference finals. Uh, yeah. So, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, the Sixers look very good right now. Joel Embiid had a playoff career high on 
Saturday night. Uh, and they're up 3-0. Danny Green has been awesome. Seth Curry is getting healthy and getting better. And Ben Simmons has been really good despite uh, missing every free throw he's taken in the playoffs. <laughs> Literally every single Luca one. Luca vibes, honestly. Yeah. Ben is like 0 of 9 from the free throw line in the series or something. It's oh, really kind of so wild. Tough. That's um, so tough. Yeah, um, and, and the craziest part is that he's still having a really good series because he's so good at everything other than shooting. But yeah, that's a different discussion for another day. But yeah, the Sixers look very, very good right now. And in a few weeks, it'll be me talking about the Sixers instead of you talking about the Yeah, Sixers. and I will just be letting you because my time will have passed. Just let me have my glory while I still can. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of, you mentioned the Hawks. So they look like they pretty easily are going to... Yeah. finish the series against the Knicks. What are your thoughts on Julius Randle? Yeah, it's it's kind of a shame to see because he's been really struggling as a shooter and, you know, his efficiency has gone way down and the Knicks offense has not really been the same as it was during the year. And it was never great, but it was at least okay. And now it's been pretty brutal. Um, it's tough, you know, I would you know, as someone who wanted the Knicks to win the series just because I think that's an easier matchup for the Sixers. <laughs> I was hoping that uh, he wouldn't have this like really bad cold streak shooting, but he has, and it's showed, you know, the Knicks don't really have enough yet. Uh, they're a young, they're a very young team who should be a destination for free agents at some point soon. And they deserve a lot of credit for the way they improved this year in a way that I don't think anybody anticipated, but they still don't have quite enough yet. Um, yeah. And even against a team like Atlanta, who has flaws, but, you know, like just Trey Young alone, he's been so clearly the best player on the floor during the series. Right. Uh, and now they're up 3 1. They took game four this out on Sunday afternoon. So it'll be yesterday for people listening to this when we drop the podcast. So, yeah, it's been an interesting series. It's been cool to see Trey Young playing so well in his first playoff games. Uh, he's putting up some awesome numbers, passing and scoring. Uh, so yeah, should be interesting to see moving forward. Yeah. Um, speaking of no help, I'm right now the game that's on is the Clippers Mavs series. And I just think it's interesting because, okay, I'm someone who doesn't quite know where I stand on Paul George. I'm a big believer in like proving yourself to me mm-hmm. and I'm waiting for him to prove himself. And it's not saying that he hasn't like he shouldn't have, but he just hasn't. I can't explain it. Um, I know he's fantastic, like obviously, but so in that series, like he'll have, he had one like really great playoff game and everyone's like, see, and it's like, why do we overreact to one playoff game? I think that's so silly. And like, even a few playoff games, I'm not worried about Julius Randle. Honestly, I'm not, um, Tyler here on the other hand, his issue Hmm. was throughout the whole season. So that is a worry, but with Luca, it's like, man, like the Clippers should be destroying them. I don't, I know, like, yeah. if you're gonna have one player be the best player on a team with not much help, he is the guy to have. Yeah. But I still just, I just see it not being enough, especially, um, God, I feel like it was like Jackson Frank that tweeted it, but I could be wrong. Something about how, like, the thing about Luca is when he starts off a game hot, you know, it's, can right. he do that the whole game? Yeah. Can he stay at that level? Yeah. Um, the Clippers definitely have more talent on their roster than the Mavericks, which is why it was so shocking when the Mavs went up 2-0. Uh, mm. It's 2-1 now, and as we're recording this, the 
Clippers are winning. We're going to assume that they're going to win the game. Uh, so I guess just ignore this if, Wait, if Dallas but wins. The Clippers, come on, blowing leads is like their favorite That's fair. Thing. Yeah, they do. They do love to blow leads. Um, but yeah, no, I get what you're saying. It's it's interesting because I feel like everybody, especially on Twitter, has decided to root against the Clippers. I know. Like, I think people just like in a similar way to go bear. A lot of people just don't like Paul George. Yeah, but like Patrick Beverly and Marcus Morris are my reason. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not bandwagon uh, against Paul George. Like I have no problem, but those two players are so irritating that I I can't make jokes. Yeah, I'm not a Beverly fan either, and I really, really do not enjoy watching Marcus Morris play basketball because it's just shooting threes when he shouldn't shoot a three. He's just a or bully, making like, a dirty play. Way. Yeah, yeah. He's he's made tons of dirty plays. He tries to start fights like just for the sake of doing it. I've never been a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, like obviously he's a useful player, but uh, you know I still don't have to root for him or anything. But it's really interesting the way that because at first it was like wow respect to the Clippers look at how well they put together such a great roster they've got all these you know stars and young talent and this and that and now everybody's just kind of like hoping that we can all laugh at him at the end yeah uh, so it's it's been interesting uh, you know the Clippers are in a weird spot. Uh, you know, in terms of like where the discourse around them is. Yeah, I agree. It's like people are so eager to hate them. I kind of feel like it's because Lakers fans have the biggest influence in the league, whether people want to admit it or not, because there's just so many of them. So like when they're making jokes about the Clippers, everyone else wants to. I mean, I've been making jokes about the Clippers since I was a child because (laughs) I used to despise that team more than anything in the entire world. I have a Clippers trash can uh, that, you sh- <laughs> that you were that you showed on television is, is that I correct? I showed it on the local news. Yes, I did. And no I big deal, it. guys. Molly goes on the local news. Not a big deal to her, though. Yeah, Molly freak. I've actually been on the local news twice, so no big mm, deal. No big deal. Anyways, um, okay. Now we got the Lakers Suns. I was. Didn't they play today? They did play today. I, I couldn't. That was, I had to miss that game. So why don't you? talk about that series i mean i yeah, know the outcome uh, but not much about yeah it. so the Suns tied it up at two chris paul was awesome which was a really nice thing to see because he oh really that's struggled. great yeah because he struggled with his shoulder in the first three games because he got hurt in game one he looked like his normal self for the first time which was yeah. really cool to see the bad part is that anthony davis got hurt and missed the second half of the game and it seems unclear if he's going to play in game five or not in phoenix um but it was a really good win for the Suns. They really like had everybody contribute. You know, obviously Paul and Booker were great. Jay Crowder hit big shots. Mikel Bridges hit big shots. DeAndre Eaton had a really good game. Oh, Jay really Crowder played well. Jay Crowder did play well, yeah. That's excellent. Yeah, so that series is tied up at two. And all of a sudden, like after it kind of looked for a minute, like the Lakers were just going to take over because they have LeBron and Anthony Davis. All of a sudden, this is like right back to being a toss-up. And because, especially if, if Davis misses more time. Yeah. Uh, so right. it's really exciting that we're like, I can't wait for game five of the series. It's, yeah. it's and the, like then the atmosphere in Phoenix, cause that's one of the arenas where they're back at full capacity with the fans. So the, yeah. the, the atmosphere there is going to be awesome. Oh man. I should, I should talk about my experience going to that playoff game a little bit. Um, yeah, do it. You go to the playoff games too, but you're like a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal to me. I'm like, I feel like I'm a media member. You can call me a journalist, but I don't know. That's kind of an insult to journalism. 
Huh. Wow. <laughs> <That's funny>. Wow. <laughs> just really went in on myself. Anyways, I am a journalist. I just also, like, I can write like a journalist, but outside of that, I'm not professional enough to be a journalist. I'm a media member. Anyways, that doesn't matter. I went to the Grizzlies game last night, game three, two nights ago, if you're listening to this. And oh my God, it was insane. Like, I don't know. I saw a jazz reporter that went to the game and she also went to the Utah games. And she literally said, jazz, the jazz arena had significantly more fans. I'm pretty sure they're at like full capacity, but the Grizzlies arena was louder. Um, There's just something like Memphis playoff games. Like I know playoff games everywhere. But something, it's like Memphis, we have, it's, since it's such like a blue-collar team, you know? Yeah, totally. In a blue-collar city. That's what Zebo said. I'm I'm using his words. But, like, literally when you have 10,000 people jumping up and down, screaming, whoop that trick, like, <laughs> holding yeah. towels. Like, it's just, it was amazing. And, and the excitement was even bigger because it's been so long and people just can't believe we're here and we're able to do this with this many people. And that we're even in the playoffs. I honestly think that that energy might've freaked out the players a little bit because like a lot of them have never played in an environment remotely close to that. I don't know. That's just, yeah, it's been interesting seeing like, it's definitely been very cool to see crowds start to fill up again. Um, yeah. And just, you know, going from games with empty arenas in the bubble to like very limited capacity. And now we're finally like the Sixers next home game is going to be full capacity for the first time, which is going to be awesome. Yeah, they they went up to 50 percent. And I like I at the game will sometimes wear like noise canceling earbuds just to drown out the noise a little bit because it's pretty loud in that arena. And the fans like still gave me a headache. Uh, But yeah, it's been really cool to see the atmosphere uh, with these teams that are welcoming their fans back. and one of those that I think we should talk about, because they had, I think, the most impressive series of anyone so far, is the Milwaukee Bucks. You're you know, right. We have to, don't we? Even though. Yeah. I, like, you know, of course, I wish there was a different outcome, but they swept the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler had a brutal series. Bryn Forbes mm. scored more points in the series than Jimmy Butler. I think he shot wow. like 29% <laughs> from the field or something really atrocious. Um the Bucks did lose Dante DiVincenzo, which is going to hurt because he's been a good starter for them. Uh, but really impressive for them to take care of Miami in four games. Obviously, Miami is the team that knocked them out last year in, I think, six games in the second round. A lot of people thought it was weird when they didn't try to avoid Miami in the in the playoff bracket. But right. for, and their, their path is still going to be really tough. But, I mean, so far, they're passing with flying colors. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. to sweep Miami. Next, they'll play Brooklyn, assuming they beat the Celtics, which they will. And then if they win that series, they would play the Sixers. It's a really hard path to the finals, uh, but I think they deserve a lot of credit for yeah. sweeping their first series. Yeah, I don't I don't like to discredit anyone's success in the bubble because it was basketball. There was nothing fake about it. It was happening. However, there is such a thing as it's not necessarily the bubble. It's more the fact that it was such a short period of time. And also the circumstances were so weird. So there was just different things going on in everyone's whatever, like, you know, like a player can be so hot for a few months and then just like not be, you know, that's just, 
Yeah, no, some it happens. players aren't. And I think Tyler Hero also has this like insane amount of pressure. I know people don't like to like defend him. Not that he did anything bad ever, but because you know he's not like. I mean, Jack Harlow wrote a song about him. He's <laughs> yeah. Well, people, like, yeah. He's the, not he's like the, the guy exact you root kind of, for. Yeah, he's the exact kind of guy that most people will easily just decide to root against. Yeah, and like I get it, but he's done nothing to really piss me off. Um, I really do hope that he can get back to a similar level as he was in the bubble. I mean, people forget he was a rookie. This is the second year. Sophomore slumps do exist. Yep. I don't know. I haven't given up on him, but I do think that they hold way too much value and have held too much value. Yeah. I mean, to not trade him for James Harden is like <laughs> really insane. They're never um, going to hear that. <laughs> yeah. And even like Kyle Lowry, imagine how much better they would have been with True. him this year. But uh, yeah, to like Tyler Hero, like objectively speaking, was a very fun player to watch in the bubble. So like everybody should be rooting for him to, you know, you don't have to root for him to become the best player in the league, but like at least the kind of guy we saw in the bubble where he has the potential to be really fun to watch. I mean, he was like really one of the stars of the bubble, uh, you know, like not in the Jamal Murray level who was yeah. like my favorite player to watch in the whole oh, thing. He, he was, was unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, I um, loved watching the nuggets in the bubble. I'm so sad. Jamal's hurt. I would, they would yeah, be like my favorite team besides the Grizzlies right now. Yeah. I think I might've picked them to win the West if they still had Jamal Murray, which, you know, they deserve more love than they get in general. And they especially did before Jamal got hurt. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, back to hero, it's, you know, like, of course, funny because, you know, of obvious reasons they didn't, they refused to trade him for James freaking Harden. Right. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, yeah, funny. but he is a good player, uh, or at least there's a good player in there, even if we didn't see it this season. Um, True. I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not like a Tyler Hero fan or anything. But, yeah. You know, I just like as a fan of basketball, he was fun to watch when he was at his best. So I would like to see more of that. Yeah. And I mean, I have to say, speaking of that series, I do have so much respect for Giannis. I, I don't see I mean, anything that people don't like about him to me is like very common with and I mean, I don't know. He complains, whatever. But he's just like. I just think it's so freaking cool. Everyone's like, okay, he's leaving. Where is he going? And he's like, no, I'm going to stay with this team, even though we haven't been maybe as good as people have thought. And we're going to get to that next level. And I don't know. It's not that I disrespect players who leave. I just do have that extra respect for players who stay, especially players like that who are like MVPs, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, it's definitely like I, if I were a small market fan the way you are, I would totally feel the same way. Uh, <laughs> You're like, but as, you know, but as one of know, the big guys, as an important person. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, no, but yeah, Giannis is obviously an incredible player. Uh, there's a reason he's the reigning back to back MVP, which is not something that happens almost ever. Like, you know, the, the list of multi-time MVPs is very short. Mm -hmm. um, he's, he's going to go down as one of the greatest players ever. Um, I think that's like, it's almost inconceivable that he won't. He's just so wow. good on both ends. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, good for him. You know, good for him. Good for Chris Middleton, who's still just a really damn good player. Mm -hmm. And Drew Holiday, who was their big acquisition. Right. That's supposed to, you know, 
help them get over the top in the playoffs. And so far it looks like he has, uh, he's been awesome for them really all year, but especially, uh, in these four games against Miami that they won. Yeah. Shout out Jason Tatum. Kind of random, but like, there's not much to say about the Celtics right now, in my opinion of interest, but I mean, man, you're speaking, you're talking about guys who are going to be generational. And I think it's evident that. Yeah. Tatum has been, Tatum was unreal the last few games. Uh, he had the 50 points in game three. It won them that game. Uh, yeah, he is unbelievable. And as as someone who rooted for a team that traded Jason Tatum's draft rights for Markel Fultz, uh, it's sometimes hard to watch. Yeah. Uh, but in the end, you know, the Celtics, the Celtics have had a pretty rough year. In, in a lot of ways, but Tatum, I think is like a full blown superstar at this point. Uh, and even in a down year for the team as a collective unit, uh, it's I mean, still hey, huge to get that kind of improvement. Yeah. I mean, two teams, as I'm looking at Luca right now, two teams didn't choose Luca. So yeah, that's, that's even worse. It's even uh, worse. And I remember the night, cause I think we kind of knew that Luca would fall to three. And I remember yeah. my dad saying, Luca is the best player in this draft. It is clear. Um, he was the one guy I was really excited about. I love Jaron now, but the draft lottery night comes and I'm like at this party with a bunch of Memphis people and everyone's like, Shh, and they announced that we have the fourth pick. And I was That's like, tough. I knew Luca would be two or three, but I'm hoping, I was hoping we didn't screw up. So, you know, we ended up with Jaron, who is an interesting conversation for another day about what people yeah. Because he hasn't, I mean, it's yeah, not I been love a long Jaren. Yeah, I love Jaron. The the fouling is just out of control. He doesn't uh, know what to do with his freaking arms. He's yeah. grown. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, I love Jaron. Uh, I still like Jaron a lot, but I really loved him back when that draft was happening. Um, and, like, you know, at least, like, you know, the Grizzlies got Jaron and the Hawks, you know, they traded Luca, which is, like, probably not smart, but at <laughs> least they got Trey Young. And, you know, the Suns at least got Aiton, who's playing so well right now. And then I know, there's but just like the, Luka. And then there's just the King. And then there's just the Kings with Marvin Bagley. Oh. Poor Marvin Bagley, who is just, like, really not it. Uh, yeah, that's that's a tough one. Every, like, anybody who could have had Luca and shouldn't and didn't take him should regret that very much because he's a transcendent player but yeah i feel like he is like such a maverick though like i weirdly can't see him on yeah i mean like if i recall correctly like back before that draft like all the rumors were that dallas was like trying to do everything they could to make sure they got him yeah obviously that worked out quite well he just got to get some better help. I mean, Porzingis ain't. <laughs> yeah, Porzingis has been rough. They'll, I think they'll find some better help for him eventually. But yeah, the uh, the Porzingis thing probably again another a different discussion for another time. But he is not been good recently. Yeah. Okay. So before we wrap it up, because I want to watch this game, I'm hungry and it's getting late. Uh, <laughs> nice, Adam. What do we have to look forward to this week besides me moving to LA? <laughs> Oh, well, basketball I, was, I was just going to keep talking about you moving to L.A. the entire exactly. time. Uh, I think the most exciting thing, at least for me, is on Tuesday night we're getting, which I guess is tomorrow if you're listening to this, the day we drop the pod, uh, game five of Lakers Suns. Uh, and that's that's the series I've been most interested in the whole time. And now it's even at two. 
obviously whoever can go up three, two is at a massive advantage. The games in Phoenix, like I said before, it's going to be a really good atmosphere. They have a full crowd. Uh, yeah. Unclear if Anthony Davis is going to play or not. If he doesn't, it's almost more interesting to me just because it's even more placed on the shoulders of LeBron. Um, yeah. But, Absolutely. you know, the Lakers, the Lakers, if the Lakers drop that game, all of a sudden, like, you know, people talk about they can just flip the switch in the playoffs. All of a sudden, if they lose again, they have their do or die if they lose because they can't lose two more times. Uh, yeah. Which, like, obviously, you know, it's like an obvious thing to say, but uh, it's it really kind of jarring. It's kind of jarring to think about, uh, you know, they're one win away from having their backs against the wall. From getting kicked in the first round, which would, well, people would never stop giving LeBron shit for it, which would be ridiculous, but we know how people work. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, playoffs are going to resume this week. We will talk about more next week. Maybe we'll, I keep, I keep threatening that we'll do two episodes a week, but you know, life is busy. And since I'm moving to LA. But seriously, this this past week, uh, I've seen some comments from people, new listeners. I've gotten some messages and I just want to thank you all so much. Every piece of feedback or love means so much. I'm so glad that this podcast is speaking to some of you and this can maybe be the place where you get your NBA, <laughs> your NBA news with a twist, with the news that Maybe you won't see it in other places. Um, Adam, do you have any words on that? Uh, yeah, we yeah. F- make sure you follow the podcast Twitter account. <gasps> at, You're stealing my at Burners and V-Ball. No, because we f- like really. If you if you have if you have any if you have like any comments, questions, anything like to- the DMs on that account are open. Like totally, feel free to DM us anything. Whether you just want to like send support or give us an idea like anything wait adam I, no i want you to do my intro and outro please uh maybe another time you have to practice okay yeah. i thought you were I like gotta, about I gotta to warm do up it for that. i was shook you were like don't forget to i was like adam, just, <laughs> it's like when kanye took the mic i swear yeah okay i'll since i'm the pro with this now now i'm gonna mess it up okay Thank you guys so much for listening this week. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Burners and B-Ball. Don't forget to tweet any hot takes you have, which, by the way, we have not done hot takes in a while. Let's bring that back next week. Hashtag Burner Take. We will be talking about Burner Takes next week. Let's hear playoff Burner Takes. Same hashtag. Hashtag Burner Take. Email us, as Adam already said, burnersandbasketball at gmail.com. Message us, subscribe, rate. What else can you do? Download. Whatever else you can do. Whatever else you can do, please do it. We thank you so much for listening. Go Grizzlies. Go Sixers. Any final words? Go Suns. Go Chris Paul. Okay. Goodbye. (laughs) 